Hello and welcome to Arbitrary Ramblings, a show where my friends and I attempt to entertain you with random thoughts, facts, opinions, etc. If you enjoy, please make sure to let us know. Without any further ado, let's get right into the content. Hello and welcome back to this episode of the Arbitrary Ramblings podcast. We're actually surprisingly closing in on our 20th episode, surprising in a good way, but uh, just kind of a cool milestone that we're getting close to. Uh, Joe, Casey, and Dylan, we're all here, we're all hanging out, we're all going to have an awesome conversation tonight. We got some good points we want to hit on. Um, Did we want to talk about Dylan's space for... You know, the studio like on live right now, or... Well, I mean, I guess since you brought it up, we can. Well, I mean, yeah, we can we can or we can't. It'll just be a little teaser if we don't want to talk about it right now. It's be like, stay tuned, dun, I mean, dun, dun. Just, Dylan can just <laughs> explain it real quick. I know we talked about it, I think, the last episode of the episode before. Yeah. Uh... We briefly brought it up because it was like a super quick yeah. discussion we had, but now it's more of a, I guess, a possibility... Because it makes the most sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I finally got my desk set up, which was the first process, which was awful. It was an Ikea part, pretty uh. much. But uh, so now I'm kind of moving towards I have to get the bookshelf set up and I have a little file cabinet. That's the most important things right now. And then eventually, I think my credit card statement pops soon. So I'll pay that off and I'll be able to start spending again, really. So I'm going to start getting some lighting and some different different background stuff. And it'll be some, some soundproofing. Yeah. Yeah. Just for Echo and stuff, but we're kind of moving towards that direction, and then eventually we'll be able to shoot the podcast live in my room, so that'll be something cool to look forward to, and I know we're all looking forward to it, too, so. Yeah, a little better sound quality, a little better video quality. And we're going to be in person, so. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we're we're trying to push out. We're gaining some traction, and like we're all really enjoying it, so it's going to be like, whatever money we put towards right now would be like money that we will invest really so like i know we'll get some new mics and stuff coming up too eventually so oh yeah any extra money i get yeah. coming in my pocket right now is going towards the podcast right now yep i'm excited yeah i'm super excited sure you got anything to, to add to that put up yeah i'm just like super excited to put out uh good content you know, better content than we already are because it's super fun to get together and have a conversation in person. But, you know, the YouTube videos, they're not perfect. They're definitely good. Like, I think they're good for us practicing and getting used to, like, used to podcasting in front of a camera and stuff like that. And, of course, you know, multiple cameras and all that will come with time and better mics and stuff. But we're trying to figure out ways and constantly brainstorm to put out the best content possible for all you guys listening. No matter how many there are, we want to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward and that we, you know, impress you guys with our content. And it's not something that you like are forcing yourself to listen to because you want to support us. You know, we right, want yeah. you guys to come back and share it and spread the good news and the good vibes mm-hmm. all over. And I think, I think one thing too, is that it'll be cool to have the spaces when we, we can do the live stream too. So it'll be somewhere that we, like we know it's going to be a recording studio slash podcasting studio slash whatever we want to do on Twitch to do this live stuff. Like we won't have to like coordinate all of us doing it remotely, which would be yeah. hard in and of itself. But so it'd be cool to have all that set up and, and ready to go. Really. The thing, the last thing I want to say about it, and I'm just happy with, cause it, once we get together and you're, and, and we get it set up in your room, if we do that, it's going to look so good on camera. 
It's gonna sound so good. Yeah. And that's what I really look forward to. And soundproofing panels oh, yeah, aren't even that expensive, really. Like you can get no. a pack of. Like we were looking at like a pack of fifty for like forty bucks. Yeah. We honestly don't need that many. Like, like with that small of a room and that yeah. much stuff in it, we don't need a whole lot of foam on the walls. It's not like we need to line the whole place. You just need enough to catch what echo is picked up by the microphone. Right. So yeah, that's It'll a good update about what's going on. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. Off? Oh yeah. Start off today's topic. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been looking forward to talking about this because uh, I'm, I have mixed feelings about it. I'm torn because uh, Joe Rogan, to start this off, uh, basically came out and said that, in long story short, uh, I'm going to get more into exactly what he said later, but video games are a waste of time and don't necessarily, you know, develop any positive things or any good things in somebody's life. You're like, you're literally just wasting your time and your energy staring at a screen. Uh, and he compared it to, you know, like martial arts, for example. When you train with martial arts, you eventually get, you know, a black belt and a purple belt. And then you open your own place and you, you know, uh, host or you have students who come to you. And it was just a really sort of, I don't want to say weird argument because it did make sense somewhat. Because, But his counter argument wasn't solid at all, in my opinion. That's why I just think this is all like, you know, bullshit. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I don't agree with what he said at all, even though that I can kind of get where he's coming from like i understand his mindset towards it but like i just there's no real factual statements in what he said like he was literally talking about somebody going through like jujitsu getting a black belt getting a bunch of people to agree to come to your school opening a school and like how many people are doing that like how many new jujitsu places do you know of opening no, in the area? No. And like, <laughs> I mean, if you people well, getting coached yeah. and teaching lessons. In St. Louis is probably not that much, then, but maybe down in LA, there's a bunch of. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of small businesses opening down in LA, a bunch of entrepreneurs. Well, I mean that yes, that is true. But compared to how many people are getting popular on Twitch, yeah, but or on YouTube, the, or who are getting making money from streaming instead of you know investing something like that, so. Yeah, I can totally see that people can use video games as a waste of time. I've personally felt a couple times in my life, not often, that like I was literally just playing games to escape reality, you know? Like I just needed to get away from what was going on in my life and I just decided to play video games to do that and not no that's not necessarily that productive, but for the most part, like video games have been beneficial to me yeah, so, physically and yeah, mentally. I wanted to say cuz you know recently I I stopped playing video games for like a month. Because I was... Hey, you're crazy. I don't know how you I did that. Really I don't have time for him, really. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel like. Because I get home from work and I'm getting real tired. I just want to sit and relax, not sit here. Because whenever I'm playing video games, I'm not relaxing. I'm like... I'm trying... I like some Some games I try my hardest. Some games I try hard in. But like uh, then again, I sit here and just relax playing video games with my friends while we're just sitting here on the weekend playing, having fun. And then... So yeah. So I wanted to... Ugh, I can't speak. <laughs> Do you... Th do you think he's saying that just to like start controversy or what? Because, in my opinion, nah. this past month I really didn't want to play video games. I've been getting back into them recently because new games come out. But I just felt, like, in my opinion, I felt like they were a waste of time with how I was feeling. But then now I'm just like I don't do really anything else besides sit and watch I, TV. So basically, 
using TV as my video games for this past month. Well, so I like, think I think playing. something to keep in mind too is I think he was saying playing video games, not necessarily just in general, but like playing video games like just to be lazy is not beneficial. Like I don't I don't know how to explain what I'm saying, but doing so, I know what you say doing anything like that when you're just wanting to be lazy, doing anything is not beneficial. Yeah, and I, I the way that I take what he said is if all of, like say like when we were younger because like you know when we were younger we were all outside playing all the time like we were playing yeah, football yeah night yeah and then at night we came in and played video games with each other well, yeah true but what I'm getting point like the point of where he's saying is wasting time or like it's not yeah. worth your time or whatever that'd be like if I was like oh no I'm not gonna come out and play today I'm gonna go do something like, I'm gonna go play it sit in my basement and play video games like yeah. where you're missing out on opportunities that are in front of you and you're missing out on those because you want to stay at home and do nothing pretty much I think. I mean, but how is playing video games any different than playing kickball with your yeah, friends? Because you're like you're playing your kickball, yeah. I understand the physical part of it, but what if the people who invite you to go play kickball are all assholes? Or like you're playing it at school with a bunch of people who bully you and don't yeah. like you, and then you go home and instead of going out to play with those same kids, you play video games with your friends from all over the country who like you. Yeah, okay, but and talk to you. And you're playing search and destroy. You're not in party chat, and the other team just sits there and bulls you for six hours. Like, there's yeah, bullying no matter where you but that's go. That's just, that's tilt. If you take that personally, that's okay, your own you problem. Take, uh, that's just tilt from the okay, other team. But, so, but what I'm saying, too, is that, like, you don't, like, obviously you wouldn't go play kickball with kids that were bullying you because, I mean, any yeah. right human would not go out there and just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go play with these kids even though they make fun of me all the time. Make fun of you in a way that's, like, actually demeaning. Like, we all joke around with each other. Like, we make fun of RJ because he's old or whatever. But that's, like, not just in good fun. But you're not going to, like... If you if there's a friend group, not really a friend group. If there's a group of guys that keep asking you to hang out, and you know that you're gonna get over and go over there and get bullied, whether it's physically or emotionally, you would not go hang out with them. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the same as if you're gonna go online and play video games with people you don't know. You don't want to play with people who bully you. Search and destroy is a different thing. That's a thing where you have to talk to other people that you don't know. Or like Valorant or CSGO. I was just, I was just like I, t- I, I get that. I was just kind of arguing what Joe said, where it's like, what if those people yeah. you're gonna play kickball with are bullying you? That's just all that. Yeah, that but kind of you guys can There's... both probably attest to how different online th- stuff is to base someone being in your face and saying that yeah. stuff. Yeah. You, know? you don't know these people. Like when someone when someone ca- calls you a stupid piece of shit online, you're like, okay, cool, whatever, bro. Like, thanks for wasting your yeah. breath. But if it's someone you <laughs> like, know. But when so if someone says it to you like to your face in person, it affects you emotionally, physically different. Like you'll get angry, you'll smack them, you'll get t- you'll get sad, you'll run off and cry, you'll just know. shut down, you won't know what to do. So, like yeah. it's it's I, not. I, I think it com- it elicits a completely different response true. from you wanna, when you're online versus in I person. Say something about Whether it's good or bad is different. The, the funniest the funniest thing too is that like. You say that, but then on the flip side too, like when I'm playing Smite and like our Rocket League, where all you have is in-game commands that you can say, bro. Like some of that, yeah, bro, like, that. some of that stuff is so, <laughs> like what a save. Oh my god! Like there's been some games That's that I'm playing favorite. Rocket League that I'm just like super mad. Like it's like these kids aren't better than me, but I'm getting smoked, and I just don't understand. It's the same. Like, w- it's the same way in the physical sports, though. Yeah. People get lucky and they're like, "Oh, I'm better than you," when you just know you're better than them. But I wanted to say something real quick about, do you think Joe Rogan's just saying that because of his age and the generation he grew up in? Kind of. 
Bro, he has a VR thing in his main I know. Case. That's why I'm confused. He, he talks about VR and how he likes well, VR all the time, which is literally you strapping a computer to your face and completely getting rid of the outside world, and you are literally yeah. inside <laughs> of the game. Like, I don't think how... There's no further immersion well, the, than that, except maybe if you get one of those treadmills. That yeah, they're coming I mean, out Joe Rogan's tripping DMT and putting this VR headset on, so, so he's, he's going through a different I, I think something that we... I don't think you could put a headset on when you did <laughs> something that. Something we skipped over. That'd be, that'd be an interesting something experiment. Something we skipped over, too, is like, he said at the beginning, he's like, uh, video games are a problem. One, because they're really fun and I enjoy them really... Yeah, I read really, this, too. Like, I enjoy them a lot. Like, that's one of the biggest problems, that they're, like, they're super addictive. These are too fun. Like, he compared them to drugs. Like, he's like... They're so addictive and they're so fun and they're like it's so easy to get lost in. So I think coming from the guy who grew up around all bunch of fighters yeah, who took steroids true. to win. Not saying he did. I don't think he did at all. But you know he was definitely in a scene with people who were taking drugs to beat the shit out of each other. That's literally all I they just, were doing. I just feel like I think video games is a better. Yeah. No, sorry, Casey. I don't want to interrupt you again. Go I, ahead. I just feel like <laughs> he's just saying that because of his age. I know he has a VR and he plays VR. But it's just because of his age. The, how old is he? Isn't he in his 40s? 30s? Yeah, I assume so. I'll Google it real quick. Because you have people who are older, like, I mean, our parents, some of our parents are, some parents are more acceptable with their kids playing a ton of video games. He's 52 oh, years wow. old. That's even, that, that yeah, even, he's my mom's age. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it proves my point even more because people of that age don't understand where video games can get you. Because there's a ton of successful esports players who make a well, lot. Right, like how many UFC fighters have been signed this year versus how many people have been signed to Twitch this year? I don't know for sure, but that's like an interesting thing. I'm probably gonna. Well, look my up favorite. After at one point, the guy's like, "What's the point that? of what's the chance of you going like big and like streaming or playing video games?" And he's like, "Oh, probably one in a billion. If that was true, there would only be seven like pro streamers slash sports like, esports players in the world." Oh yeah. So like, obviously that's not even a true fact, but also there's hundreds of pro streamers. I'm, there's yeah. hundreds of great streamers, and even small streamers who make a good amount of money to live on their own with only streaming. Who gets hundreds of viewers? Like the top tier streamers make like seven figures, yeah. dude. They make insane amounts of money off subs, ads, endorsements, like literally every their contracts, like mm -hmm. all their different sources of income adds up to exponential amounts of money. They're small Unbelievable streamers. amounts of so, money. They're small streamers who are making sixty, seventy k a year. Yeah. You can do it if you if you have the yeah. drive and you have the willingness to do it. You can do it. Yeah. Um, but that's so the thing that I also want to say too is that video games aren't a waste of time just because you can make money off of them. Like we, we keep saying streamers and stuff, oh you can make money. But like one thing that I really thought about when I like first like watched this video was that when people get home from work or whatever they do during the day, um, they go home and just get brainwashed by the TV. They literally just sit there and like. For guys, it's called nothing box where you're just thinking about nothing. You're just like literally just like breathing. That's the only thing you're doing. And yeah. so people go home and just mentally shut off for the night, which is you can do that with video games too, but you still have to literally be thinking and planning and like using your brain like throughout the entire night. And so that's I think what I was doing that past month, I was sitting at home yeah, not thinking about anything and just sitting there and doing nothing. And yeah. I think that's one big thing that gets overlooked. Like obviously there's money and whatever you do, but like one of the biggest things is like, there's apps that you just sit there and play games that challenge your brain. And yeah. I mean, Rocket League's not the most challenging for your brain, but you still have to strategize and know what you're doing and know like your muscle memories and stuff. Like you're a hundred percent thinking of what you're doing while you're playing the games. And I think 
we don't I don't know the long term effects, but I think being able to be like on top of like always using your mind and always like strengthening like your muscles and your brain is like one positive impact that like uh video games could have. Yeah. So I was reading right. Joe Rogan's not doing any voiceovers on UFC four apparently. Because he it's hates not gonna it. Feature him He's spoken out about how he fucking despises doing voiceovers on UFC I mean, I like, games. I don't know. I feel like that's just so str- hard. You know how long you have to sit there and just say every fighter. He probably name. also like isn't that. I don't want to like talk him down, but he probably has difficulty doing yeah. it. Like a lot of his stuff with casting is based off emotion. Like when someone gets yeah. knocked out, his highlights are always something like "oh" yeah. and grabbing everyone next to him and that mean like that. Those that are his highlights. Picture. It's hard to just conjure that up out of nowhere like just to sit there and basically copy that exact emotion of excitement and f- like even fear and anxiousness and like thrill from seeing somebody just get absolutely floored yeah. like it's hard to just sit there and do it again unless you're a trained voice actor like someone who knows what they're doing and joe rogan isn't a voice actor he's a stand-up comedian who got famous and now does a podcast yeah. and he was on TV. So he got, he did like a reality show and fear factor and he just kind of has been in that area his whole life. He's never done voice acting. True. It's always been off the face, off the reactions, off his body language. Like half of up comedy is body language. Well, I don't want to say half, but a lot, I feel like a decent amount of standup comedy is body language. Like Robin Williams is so funny because of how he moves around the <laughs> stage. It's not because it is because of what he says, but it, without him, if he just stood still and said all that stuff, it wouldn't have been half yeah. as funny. I don't know. I, I've tried watching Joe Rogan stand up, and I some of the things he said I don't understand. I love, I love it. I think I like it. <laughs> but I think because I know he jokes yeah, about yeah, all true. that shit. I think going going Most back to the it. argument of like of video games are a waste of time. If you think about like, I mean, this is my specific goal. Like, if you're just sitting there playing video games, like, maybe I can see the argument. But I know a lot of people, especially like our age, like we tried the streaming thing and there's, there's two things that come up. Well, there's multiple things that come out of the streaming things, but one, you're learning how to do the stuff. You're learning how to use the software, how to build a community, how to react with the chat, how to do all like, and just from what I've known, if like when my mom was getting ready to do online school, she was like asking me these questions about how to do some random stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's the easiest thing in the world. Bah, 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 done. You can't find YouTube videos on that stuff. That's stuff you find wow. out from doing different things. So I think that's a pair off of video games, I guess, because it's streaming, so it's a different topic. But just, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but that's just one thing I wanted to say but is that, like, you learn, like, even podcasting. A, like, we were like, why do we want to podcast? Because we want to, like, we're on that thirst for more. And we want yeah. we want to be more attentive to what's going on around us. So, I don't know. I was going to say something I forgot. You were saying about, you were saying about streaming and stuff. What were you all like learning how to use the software. Wait, I got something if you with, if you need some time uh, to think. Build a community yeah, and chat with interactive chat. Joe, you can hit it up. Well, I was just like video games physically. Like I can speak from personal experience. When I got the box set Guitar Hero <laughs> Two, on Christmas, when I unwrapped that bitch from underneath the tree, I did not leave from in front of my TV for probably like three months. Like, it was ridiculous how much time I put into that game and how good I got into that game. And my hand-eye coordination, 110% improved because of how much time I spent playing Guitar Hero. 
No, that's not a normal video game. It's like you you actually have a guitar and you have to strum and do all that stuff. It's not just a controller or a keyboard and mouse, but hand-eye coordination is a very important thing to have. Like that's your reflexes basically. Like if someone's throwing something at you, if you have slow hand-eye coordination, it's going to hit you in the face before you catch it. And video games have definitely helped instill that from a young age because we've all we were in that sort of sweet spot in the generation where we played video games from a young age, but it wasn't like our entire world. Well, and that's what Casey that's what Casey it talked was, about earlier. It's like when we were like, first off, when I was young, I didn't get grounded from going outside. I got grounded from my Xbox. I had to go outside and do something. I got grounded from everything. Wait, hold on. I, I flipped that. I flipped that. Xbox. Sorry. I got grounded from going outside. Like, because we would literally, like, when we were growing up, especially once Casey moved onto my street, we would spend probably at least 12 hours outside. At oh, least, easy. Even after it no, got I got, you remember I got the, grounded from leaving my front yard. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember the races that uh, me, Sean, and Ryan would have to your house after school, yeah, Casey? Yeah, we all would just hang out. Like, whoever could make it to your house first, and we'd literally just sprint on our bikes there. Sometimes I literally came with my backpack on from and school. Be, like, I would leave my would bike in the garage. Because I, do you know how fast I would pedal? I was so motivated to beat you there, dude. I was flying down those hills. But it's, we would stay outside oh until God, 10 at I miss night. Him. I miss them. Yeah, literally. Like, the streetlights came on. Fuck it. We're staying out yeah. a few more hours. It's all right. I got a cell phone. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like a long time ago where you can't, con- like, talk to your parents. Like, I could literally just say, hey, I'm at Casey's. I'll be home in a little bit. And they'll be like, no, come home now. Or, okay, cool. See you yeah. later. And it was... The latter instead of the former nine times yeah. out of ten, which well, was awesome. Like, that's what I mean about the sweet spot of the generations. Like, I feel like we hit a really we sick right spot in, the in between, in between, like, the whole, like, no technology or, like, less technology. And then the kids nowadays who are like, we love Fortnite. Exactly. We like Fortnite. <laughs> well, like, all, the, yeah, literally walking around with a hoverboard and yeah, a VR headset yeah. on. <laughs> well, and it's, it's so hard to make that, like, we played video games and we enjoyed video games, but it was never really our first choice, at least during the daytime. Where I think what he's coming, I think the the side that Joe Rogan's coming from is he sees all these younger kids that all they want to do is hang out and play video games. But that also... Yeah, and it is definitely detrimental on schoolwork and all that other stuff because it takes out of that time, which is probably what that, he's more That also to. comes, from, ahead, that comes from the social standard now where it's not safe for kids to be outside alone. Yeah, like, sure. we used to walk the Jack in the Box. It's not like we went like through main roads and stuff, but like we would walk for like a, mi- like, a mile up the Jack in the Box and walk home. At, like, like, it was nothing. Two in the morning. Dude, yeah. There, yeah, there have been times when me and uh, another friend whose skin and bones we were definitely like you know a quote-unquote easy targets walked from your casey's house to our other friend's house it's probably a mile and a half away or a mile away at two three in the morning <laughs> it's pitch black out like and we just walked there just fine didn't even think twice about like what could pop out of a, like you know nowhere in fact when cars would come on the road we would play this game and like duck into the bushes and yeah, shit. And hide me and Danny, like we me and Danny played that when we were uh, when we were walking home from Casey's house because like like we we understood that like you never know who's driving down the street, but it was also fun to be like so you can do the best cover and stuff. Or just lay in the middle Me and my friend used to do that yeah. shit with airsoft guns. Like, we were literally Navy SEALs. We'd run around <laughs> with, like, a- airsoft rifles and, like, hide and shoot yeah. at each other and shit. It was so this much fun. This made me think of a story. At, like, 2, 3 in the morning after the parents were asleep <laughs> and we sneak this out. This made me think of a story. I don't know. It's kind of off track. But so, Casey, do you remember when we used to play Slender in your front room? Yeah. So, oh, so it was funny. that same night that we shot off that firework and got the cops calling us, but they never found, like, yeah. they never came in the my house. My mom thinks I was... 
My mom thinks that story's fake. No, it's, it's really not. Wasn't. We've literally closed the curtains in the front room, and they were shining the spotlight into the house. They, yeah, easily. But uh, so that night we were playing Slender, and it, it was like the older group, and then you were there, and then like none of the kids from the shoot were there. It was like, wasn't it like you, like Madison Meyer, Andy Grass, Devin Kelly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the kids of my grade. But so, or mine and Austin's, I should say, because Austin was over too, because it's his house. But so <laughs> there was no one that walked home with me that night. And so... <laughs> you live right down the road, though. I know, but when it's dark, it, it was like, I think it was my freshman or sophomore year. Yeah, our road didn't have any lights either. It had so no it lights, black. and we were playing Slender all night, so I was like already kind of sketched <laughs> out. I swear to God, I sprinted from your house to my house in under eight seconds. I think I remember that. I literally, like, as soon as I left your front door, I just took off. It's the fastest I've ever run in my life. I, oh, I, I swear to God, I got there in eight seconds, and it's probably what? It was it's like, probably 120, 150 night. yards. It's probably like a minute walk if you take your time. Yeah. Casey, you remember the night that your mom stuck her head out the window and goes, I'm calling the fucking cops on no, you guys. I wasn't awake. And we all just took off. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, because uh, someone who shall not be named, there was, a bun- there was like th- three or four people there. I can't remember exactly. But people were just screaming. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get yelled at. We're going to get yelled at. And eventually your mom stuck her head out the window and was like, yep, that's it. I'm calling the cops. Uh, and I had to sneak back into your house, like through the sliding door, go down to your basement, get my bag, and leave. I probably should have just, like, stayed. She had no yeah. idea I came in the house. But I literally left and walked home at, like, 2 in the morning. I was like, Dad, let me in. <laughs> what happened? I just wanted to come home. I was sad. Um, That's funny. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, so come inside. We're also thinking about childhood <laughs> memories because now we're on that topic right now anyways. Yeah, we went from Joe Rogan talking about garbage. So first off, no, none of us think that is. video games are a waste of time. There's a lot of stuff you can mentally and physically benefit from playing. I guess not. I wanted to uh, say. Maybe physically. Video but, games are yeah, good, I wanted, kids. I wanted to say one last thing. Play on, video games 24 yeah, hours a day. I wanted to say I'll one last back. thing on video games. We can go to whatever Dylan's about to say yeah. and then the next couple topics we have. So the reason ki- so many little kids are playing video games is because they have so many people they look up to now, like Twitch streamers and professional gamers, mm-hmm. with how big esports have gotten. They're like, oh, that's a real career. Like when we were kids, it wasn't that it wasn't that big that I, that I know of. There wasn't live. There wasn't live no, video games not, not like ESPN. It was the it was we, the early days of esports with like yeah. StarCraft and we watched a lot of YouTube like, videos. You know, yeah, that WoW was, and CS yeah, exactly. and like all the early in Halo, like all I the early like games, and then it eventually morphed into the modern games like COD and Fortnite and Valorant, the most modern one. But, but that was yeah, we grew up at the back end. Yeah, of it that all. That's, that's the main reason so many kids are playing a ton of video games because they see it's a real career now. If you're good enough, <laughs> you have to be good yeah, enough. That's why there's so much. It definitely is hard you to don't get have into. To be good. Like the one in a, like the one in a billion thing isn't necessarily that no. like far off. Like it is super hard to be a professional video gamer, video gamer, professional video game player, or like a streamer. Just as it is as a professional because, sports, I feel like because you have to have certain skills on video games as, as but yeah, professional exactly, sports. Exactly. 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 If if you think that pursuing football is a worthy career path, then pursuing video games should be one True. as well. Because you can make more money mm. or like playing video not games in some money, cases, not all of them. You can make it there's easy, definitely pretty good living. people who make more money than NFL players. Well, yeah. Like not everyone's going to be Patrick Mahomes or but not everyone's you know, Ninja or Shroud um, or. 
Yeah. Dr. Disrespect. Not, or, yeah, they're not going to make the top tier, but there's definitely streamers who make more than, you know, the kickers on some NFL teams. Like the teams. bench players or the practice yeah. squads. Yeah, or, uh, definitely. Yeah. Like, I was, but I would say the average across the board is, uh, favors professional sports, but I know what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. Because well, uh, how yeah, long yeah, they've yeah. been around. But yeah, it, it's just as hard to get into a huge sport like that as it is to become a professional and video game player or like a streamer. And the fact that people don't respect and understand how much hard work and effort went in to being in that spot. Like it, it's insane to me. Like people say that these guys wasted their lives, yada, 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 but they're playing in front of yeah. millions of people winning millions like, of dollars and, you know, entertaining so many fans from all over the world. Like I don't even watch league of legends that much. Huge. That LCS finals we went to Casey. Oh my God. It was like, it's one of the highlights of my life. It was so much fun. Like the energy, the crowd, like even though people were rooting against opposite teams, everybody was like just screaming. Yeah. You couldn't tell who was winning or losing if you were sitting there unless you were watching the game exactly. because it was just so loud and crazy and energetic. Like other than the Battlehawks game, that's like the most hype yeah. sporting event well, I I've went ever to the been AEW to. Show. And I've been to Rams games, Cardinal games. Well, yeah, I haven't been to AEW yet. October seventh, if they have fans, like, or no, we'll see. But yeah, you yeah, were so, you were fans. saying how people worked their whole lives to it. Look at Ninja. Look how old Ninja was when he blew up. He was like he was 27, 28. That's he, <laughs> what you say to me, oh shit? He, he's been playing video games since he was like twelve, and he got huge. He started getting huge from Halo when he was in his mid twenties, and his like, low, not mid twenties, like twenty one. Thing is so now he's almost thirty years old. And he's one of the richest people ever. Not richest person ever, but you know what I mean. He makes five hundred k a month, so that's it. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. So do you guys want to move on to uh, talk about Patrick Mahomes? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to finish the well, childhood yeah. stuff first. Yeah, yeah, he brought up childhood okay, stories. No, okay, and we so, got off on another okay, yeah, go on. The last thing I want to say is we used to always complain about your mom like saying, like, oh, you guys are being too loud and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, Me for not even fucking being at the house. And so, yeah, Sam. through the, through the uh, headset or whatever. I don't know. That was funny. But, uh, the, like, I watched these Snapchat memories we have, and I'm like, there's no – like, I would be so mad if I was a parent – like, bless yeah. your mom, because, I mean, like, we didn't think we were being loud, but we were, like, borderline so screaming the whole night. Do you remember that one video of Joe, uh... Literal animals video let out of a cage. Of Joe, when he was chugging some Dr. Pepper, and Danny was screaming in his ear? <laughs> and then he spiked the Dr. Pepper bottle, and we all oh screamed. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. PTSD. Yeah. But, PTSD. but it's like, that was, like, all the time, and I was like, I don't know. I, I, and we were so loud. I'm surprised your mom even let people still come over after that. Like, I would be, I don't, I don't I think I would. I, I think I would be that same way as a parent, right? I can sleep through anything really, so I wouldn't even really know what's going on. As long as my kids are, as long as if I have kids, and as long as they're at home, and I know if they're being safe. Yeah. Choking fucking Doctor Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Glory days. All right, so so uh, let's transition into the old Patty Mahomes. So the Duke is yeah. a huge contract, and then what? Not even a month later. He spends it on becoming a part owner of the Royals. He's a part owner of the Royals, and that's such a smart game plan. He's like twenty three, franchising twenty four. What a, what a move! He's I, I don't know how young Boy's he is. Boys got plans. Like, first He's the off, same age as you, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, first off, not only does he have a bunch of money that he'll have whenever throughout his ten year contract, but uh, he, like that's so. Me and my brother have been talking, not specifically about this, but just, like, being rich in general. Like, you make money when you're not doing anything. 
Yeah, he's probably sitting right now, not really yeah. doing anything. And so what he's doing is he's investing his money. So whenever whatever happens with football or whatever goes on, that Royals team is always going to be there. And he's yeah. always going to be making money off. Of, like I don't know. I never. I I tried to look it up. I didn't. I couldn't find anything on how much he actually spent to be a part owner. But he's going to make that back in probably twenty years, if even. And then the rest oh, of it's just going to be green. He's going to be well, I guess black in restaurant terms. But he's just going to be making money. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally just going to be all return on top of the you know football stuff. Like most guys are fine with making their football salary, but he truly wants to you know like invest in a lifestyle and probably with Patrick Mahomes' mentality, like you know he's thinking about the oh, future, yeah. future, and like he want he wants like his kin to be set up. Regardless of what happens with his football career and stuff, so like, dude, him and anybody in his family is going to be set for life. I bet you. I bet guy. you. He's a genius and an amazing. I athlete. bet you. By the time he's fifty, he's gonna be one of the richest people that are in the U.S. Oh yeah. Just because, I mean, it's a public show of what he does with the money. But what do you think he does on the side? Like, what do you think he does that doesn't get publicized? He probably like that move shows me that he knows a lot about what he's doing with his money and how to invest it. And I, I know like. First off, he's gonna have five hundred million anyways for playing football for at least for the next ten years, plus whatever he makes for the rest of his career. Because Tom Brady's what forty two. Yeah. So he has at least eighteen more years in the NFL if he if it lasts as long as Tom Brady does. Which he's a mobile quarterback, so maybe he won't. But I mean, that dude is just so smart. He he's, he's got to have a good counselor. Labor, I mean, a Ferrari. He's got to have a good counselor, some sort of financial. Maybe it's his dad. Maybe it's oh, his yeah. dad. Oh he, yeah, he's got like a, he's got like ten, fifteen dudes like, on his speed dial who he calls constantly about you know business shit and football and what's going on and now now he's got the investment stuff like well, that guy also, is crazy. Yeah, I've busy. thought about like if I have a bunch of money and if I had like hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, I'd get one financial advisor. And I'd say, look, you're going to trade stocks and you're going to do whatever you want to do with my money. Well, not whatever, but you know what I mean. And whatever you make that year on return of investment will split in half. And so that'd be your salary for the year. And so if he's over here making millions of dollars, cool, you're making $2 million a year and I get $2 million too. So it's like, that, that's my plan. That's that would so be much. my plan if I ever came across a bunch of money. Like if somehow I win one of these scratchers or win a lottery or whatever. <laughs> Dude, I'd open a restaurant. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I would. I would. So I'd Ma- find a way. Patrick Return Mahomes bought a Ferrari. I don't know if it would fucking last. Patrick Mahomes bought a Ferrari and then bought part of the Royals. It's a good way to spend it. What a fucking day! What a fucking day! Dude, literally went to the Ferrari dealership, picked up a fresh one, drove that bitch off the lot, pulled up to the stadium, <laughs> and was like, "All right," just slapped his money on the table with his dick, and was like, "Where's the pen?" Yeah, at? exactly. I want part of this team, and they just well, gave it to him, and he drove off in his Ferrari with a fucking lit cigar back to his apartment or house I'm sure or mansion, he doesn't have an whatever apartment. he's got. Sure. He might own an apartment complex, but I'm sure he doesn't have an apartment. That's that's what I mean, like an apartment, like penthouse, uh, like the whole top floor yeah, of a fancy building. I, that's so funny. That'd be so crazy. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. You said something that sparked something, and I don't remember what I was going to say. When's Spotify buying us? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> buying um, us they bought well, the like, Joe Rogan podcast I saw it was like the the Misfits podcast I watched them and they do like I think they released theirs on Spotify like a day early because I listen to most of my podcasts on the Apple podcast oh really and 
yeah, because I have the I, I don't have Spotify on my phone. I have Apple Music, so I just basically used Apple until we started posting on our Spotify for the podcast. But they post a day early, like all their episodes on there. I don't know if it's like a partnership or what, but I th- I feel like we could do that somehow because we talked earlier about how I've been slacking about posting them on SoundCloud. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna get all of our recent uploads on there sooner rather than later. There's only a couple episodes, uh, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Only a couple, like six or seven, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I, maybe we could do something like that in the future. You know, I think that would be a cool idea. Oh, yeah, exactly. Brainstorming on the podcast. Well, we've thought but, about like, that We could too. say, like, if you support, like, support this social media specific. Like, I think Spotify is like not the main one we need to focus on, but a big one that we should devote our attention to and be like, hey, if you really want to listen to our podcast, we post them a day early on here, but then they're going live on SoundCloud and yeah, you know, et cetera, et cetera, later on down the road because there's so many different podcasting hosting yeah. services other than just like Apple and stuff that I've been looking into and wanting to bring up with you guys. But so, uh, kind yeah. of going off of that, we've we've talked about that too. So one thing we could do is. Like obviously we're gonna record our podcast live on Twitch, and so if you're following yes. us on Twitch, you're gonna be able to hear that instantaneously. You're gonna hear it and be able to interact with us instantaneously. Yep. And so like that, like I mean, just we're brainstorming now on the podcast, but that could be something that where it's like, if you want to listen to it, here's this podcast for this week that's gonna come out, say tomorrow or Tuesday or whatever it is. But so record it for that week, and like now you have it two days early. So I don't know. That's that's oh, just definitely it. And, you know, again, with the Twitch, like, I, I, we've said this every time we brought it up, but I want it to be, like, an interactive thing. Like, we may not be going live on Twitch for every single podcast we do. Yeah, here and there, obviously. But, but the ones I do go live, I definitely want there to be an interactive component with an audience, you know. And, like, I want people to be chatting and us responding in the chat and us shouting out donations. and Not donations, but probably follows and, you know, subs and all that stuff. Like, as they come in, it's going to be, like, you know, someone on a stream. But we're going to be in the middle of doing sort of a conversation like this. And, you know, we title it Live Q&A yep. and make it, like, a series or something like that. But that, that's really what I want to do with the Twitch. I think that would be an awesome experience because we're building this community on SoundCloud and YouTube and Spotify and eventually more. And then we can bring that community to Twitch and actually interact with them on a more instantaneous and personal level instead of, you know, replying to comments on YouTube or SoundCloud, even though there haven't been many. But, like, it, it would be a much more instant thing, which is super, you know, gratifying for the viewer and for the streamer. Yeah. Like people are in there talking to you and wanting to interact with you, which is always good to good to know and good to see. Yeah. So. Oh. Do you guys have any other points on that? Yeah. I think we can hit on I mean, the last. I I just hope that one day I'm as smart as my money as some of these bigger athletes are. Like obviously it's not going to be the same amount of see, money, but you see all these younger athletes being a lot smarter with their money than the older athletes. Mm-hmm. Because they're learning from the mistakes that a, a lot of pro athletes who retire are broke within, like, isn't it like, isn't it like three to five years? There's that Netflix, uh, the 30 well, yeah, it's for 30 thing. They set, them, they set themselves up. 
If they set themselves up for failure, like they make X amount of money a year and then they buy a mansion and a Rari and it has a pool and a tennis court and then they hire people to take care of it. And then all of a sudden they get dropped because they had, you know, whatever happens and they're not playing for a team anymore and they got no more income rolling in. Well, how are you going to afford that? Right. Like instantly every single dollar you had in your savings account is going to go out the window because of your expensive lifestyle. And then everything's going to get taken from you. You're going to end up being broke. Like you said, lots of major athletes become, it was like, you know, they are superstars, but you have to be logical about stuff. Like, yes, you're making 30 million a year. This contract is eventually going to run out. And I don't know about all of them, but I know like injuries can, you know, limit Mm -hmm. them or stop them for some people. Like, if you get hurt and you're not playing, you're not getting well, paid as much or at all. With the Patrick Mahomes like, contract, he has 100, it's like 170 mil if he gets injured. He guarantee. Gets paid. Yeah, it's guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about, general, like, like, you smaller, know, the, smaller people. If you look at the people who have gone broke, like there have been famous names, but it's never been like you know Michael Jordan or Scottie well, Pippen, yeah. Michael or Jordan's, you know LeBron. LeBron's still making money. Michael Jordan's but, never gonna like, break the shoes. Yep, and all of his endorsements. Or you know, like, investments. Uh, like, like we just said, this rate of return. Like on Kareem, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Sure he, he didn't go. I thought broke. he did. Go, one, one big NBA star <laughs> really? went broke. I didn't. One old star. He, like, Was it ra- obviously wasn't rich, know. but you know, I'm sure like Larry Bird. Like there's some people older guys who didn't, but. It, it, it was just that lifestyle is extravagance and you know let's live the biggest life possible and, and I would too if I was in that situation honestly I mean I don't know yeah I mean I, 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 I probably would consider knowing myself and knowing like the shit that I like to do I'd 100% be like at 110 per, like all the time and just constantly be going 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 trying to constantly find new shit to do or like you know new stuff to buy and yep. New, like I'm gonna go ride my jet ski, and Xbox get ones. off the jet ski, and get on get on my ATV that was also a jet ski because for some reason I needed that <laughs> and ride that to my hovercraft that's gonna fly me to my house and I get into my Lamborghini. Yeah. But so I just looked up. <laughs> you get you get. So I just looked it, up <laughs> athlete pro athletes who went broke. Mike Tyson went broke one time. He was 20 years old, which makes sense. <laughs> yep. Apparently, it said yeah, all yeah, his money. Was that before he got? Famous? That was or that, that, he fought a few he, times he, before that. Youngest boxer become. But that was like WBC, in the middle NBA, of it. WBA champion, and then some. He went broke. He spent with a type of aggressiveness that once characterized as early round knockouts. Is what someone said. Jesus. Then, he literally probably walked into the store and was like, "I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that." He's sure like, "You know what? Fuck it. Give me everything. Even the ones. Even the shit that don't fit me." You know what? I'm gonna pay for. I'm pay you to fuck off so I can just walk around yeah. and pick out what I want. All right, <laughs> just like talking to the employees. So, you guys got any last things to say about I, what, were, I, what were we just talking about? Yes, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Money. Patrick Mahomes. Think, we went from Patrick Mahomes to on a tangent. Yeah. I, I think I think Patrick Mahomes is doing this because, like you said, there's pro athletes that don't have money. I have two. I have two less things. So you talk about the athletes that don't have money. I think I don't know his dad. So his dad played professional baseball. And for I'm, a ton of teams. Yeah, and he went through the Royals event at some point. He had a stint for the Royals organization. But I think that his dad has been a big influence on how he spends his money. Because I don't, I don't know what, how his dad's money is, but I know that he's probably like, I've seen these people that were making millions and millions of dollars that have nothing now. He's like, yeah. you can sign these huge contracts, tra- contracts, you can do whatever you want. But if you don't do what you want with that money, then 
or if you do what you want with that money and not save anything or do any, like do any like for future planning, you're not going to have any money for you, your kids when they grow up or their kids eventually. So I think he's had that lesson taught to him. But also I think uh, something cool that you talk about, like, oh, they get their big contracts and they go and spend their paychecks. Like I know that Gronk, like, even though he's not like necessarily probably the smartest with his money, he's saved every single thing that he's gotten paid from the Patriots. He's never spent the dime for the Patriots. Really? The WWE superstar, Gronk? He's, he's never... I don't know about the Patriot <laughs> football player. I only know about the WWE wrestler. He's, he's never spent any money that the Patriots <laughs> gave him. The only really? thing that he used is the only money that he used was all of his endorsements and advertisements. That's smart. That's what Zion Williamson said he was yep. doing. But because think about it, probably because Gronk. Think did about it. it. So probably. he has us like I've seen like no matter like, depending on views, like a Mr. Beast ad, like if they like add like a mobile sponsor ad in his like videos, it's probably fifty thousand dollars, right there. Oh alone. yeah, when he gives away so much money. Oh yeah. That's why he gives away so much money because it's all just ad money. It's not even money out of his own pocket. It's all ad money. I guarantee he doesn't spend any money out of his own pocket. Oh, no way. Only sometimes he says he does, but does he really, you think? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Sometimes. But I so. Uh, I feel like he does because he seems like the kind of guy that he wants to build a community and do good stuff. But like 99% yeah. of everything he gives out is money he makes off those videos. But the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. True, true. The hardest thing, too, is that. Well, just my understanding of being a professional athlete is that the people that have those time for ads and product placements and whatever are the ones that are the biggest names. So, like, obviously a smaller yeah. name that's not, like, a star player on the team isn't going to have necessarily those ad opportunities. So it's going to be hard to use that money to live off of, but I don't know. I think that would be a good game plan. Like, if I went pro, I'd definitely – use the, the ad revenue and you have to be personable and all the other stuff but that, yeah. that, that'd be one way that you could save for the future oh yeah seeing how some 100%. athletes go broke and you, and you well, see what some new athletes are doing you want to do what the new ones are doing think about playing on the practice team you're making league minimum yeah that's like 600k a year that's what? So much. Like what? I, I couldn't imagine what to do with like 100k you know that just seems like so yeah. much that's just so much money like, literally, bullpen but, catchers just have the catch guys throwing fastballs in the bullpen. And they make insane scary as shit no, is that? not at all. I've caught one time in my life, and I literally was fucking so, terrified. I guess and we can transition. We're, out, we're out of money now. Right, we're out of the money talks and professional athletes. But so, when I was, I caught all the way up to high school. I caught like all the teams I had ever been on. I caught all the way up to high school, and I was the only good third, well, not the only good third baseman, but I was the best third baseman that we currently had uh, for our team, so I didn't catch all throughout high school. When I went to SLU to be a student manager, they didn't have enough catchers, so I had to catch bullpens. Granted, I hadn't caught a ball like from a catcher position in four years, and these kids were throwing 94, 95 straight at my fucking chest. Oh, my goodness. And, like, the first, the first so three, the first three, I was, like, really scared, and after that, it's like, you know what they're throwing, you know where they're going, and you know what they're doing. If they miss their spot, that's on them. Right. And so... I mean, but yeah, that that's the scary I could, part. I could go in and... I could bullpen well, catch like for I, the Cardinals. I, I understand. I mean, maybe not 104. But... That might be a little scary. You can go and catch for the Cardinals? But... Bro, that would literally break your fucking head. You didn't do hand. it, right? I, I have there's no way that... to put the glove in front of it. Yachty did the Wolverine thing and had adamantium infused into his fucking hand <laughs> because there's no way he could catch Adam Wainwright for that long without his hand just absolutely sure exploding from I mean, the he's back. Been doing like it for just 15 years. backhand, 
prolapse. Oh yeah, Yachty's an animal. That's just, that's just learning how to down. do it. He's though. a he's a literal beast at baseball. Like there's, I've always thought of baseball not as like a weak sport, but you can not be the most physically dominant person and be really good at baseball as a pitcher or as you know like, even a catcher. Oh yeah, and even to some extent, David Ortiz, like that big he boy. Rock, he just rocked. <laughs> he, he would hit dang. <laughs> Yeah, literally, you don't have to run around the bases if you hit the ball out of the park every time. Exactly. <laughs> you just rock the ball. But, uh, like, you know, football, There's, I feel like there's a certain standard you have to meet to be able to play football. Like, those big boys, no, they can't run a, you know, five-second 40. But they can get up and go but and sack a quarterback. They can, push, they can push 600 pounds like it's nobody's business. Like, there, there's a balance there. But, you know, baseball, you can get away with being – a little bit on the lax side when it comes to professional sports, I would say. Like, obviously, you need to be well, in like good shape. Like, outfielders and, like, infielders but. and stuff. But I feel like pitchers and, like, catchers don't have to be as in shape as some people do. But they I mean, they have to be in some type pitchers of shape to do? play the sport. But, but so, it, think about, be, like... You have to be in some... Like I said, you have to be in some type of shape to yeah. play those certain positions. Yeah. That was and a good transition into baseball, though, because that was our last topic. True. Yeah, I no, mean, speaking really of baseball. So, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I hate talking about COVID every episode, but it's really the only thing going on right now, and COVID's running ramp. ramp. I mean, not it, the it, only, but we yeah. We talked about sports. So. Yeah, COVID's running rampant through the Miami Marlins locker room. They put the season on hold. Well, they had put their season for a week. Players. 17 I only heard three. There's 17 now? The, yeah, eight more people tested positive Holy today. cow. The whole, the whole Miami Marlins team has COVID, basically, yeah. and their season's on hold for As a week. As of 5.45 p.m. today, July 28th, this is a quote from CNN who got it from ESPN. So within the last week, the team has had 17 people test positive. Coaches, players, The delayed yeah. season began on Thursday. Yeah, that includes coaches, players, anyone on the staff. Uh, Marlick CEO Derek Jeter said the team is having a difficult time enduring this experience while isolating and quarantining in Philadelphia. So yeah, their their season's on hold for a week. <laughs> so they're a gonna... yeah, fun fact. I had no idea the CEO was Derek. I didn't Jeter. know that either. Did I? So literally just now. <laughs> but that makes sense. Like we said, investing your money. True. He's played for the Yankees forever. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, the Marlins are literally going on. Going on a quarantine for a week, and then they're going to come back within a week. Hopefully, Maybe. everyone recovers, that's... becomes healthy enough to play within a week. I hope so. But you don't. Yeah, that's the scary part. You don't part. know how long they like. They're saying it's only gone for a week, but, but like a week from now, someone could die on the program. Yeah. Like God forbid. But the people probably. I, that's the worst you possible outcome. Know how long, te- how long tests take? Come back like three to four days sometimes up to a week for the for those guys it comes back in an well, hour true. they're professional athletes so they probably We're, we live in a capitalist society you got more money you get your test back they've, instantly they probably have had covid for a couple for probably two three weeks now and they just got tested and they're like oh wow we have to quarantine now no they're getting they're tested quarant- more than that they get tested i think multi- i think up to three times a week if not more nba guys are getting tested <laughs> like twice day, a day twice yeah there's another there's another quote I saw in this article. It says the return of professional sports couldn't have come at a worse time as cases in the United States continue to rise with more than 4 million confirmed cases, according to Johns Hopkins University yeah. data. COVID's going crazy right now in the it, U.S. It was, speaking of the Misfits podcast, I was listening to one of their episodes earlier today, and they the, the Misfits house, quote-unquote, is in Melbourne, and it's Australia. 
and they had like 140 cases in a day, I believe, and they shut down. Really? They're like, all right, we need to we need to get ready. We need to sort of get back into the whole COVID lockdown thing. Make sure people are doing their thing, social distancing, wearing masks, like not going out unless they have to. Florida, you know, has 16,000 cases in one day, and we're like, fuck it, you know, beaches are open. Florida's pull up yeah. a towel, go for all a swim, states, yeah. kiss, kiss your all kids. The states that are going, like, we're good. Getting re- hit real better off, starting to slowly put more, um, what is it, guidelines in now. Yeah, we, yeah but we, it's sad that it's had to take this well, much, yeah. dude. Like, it's so many people are dying, and so many people are getting sick and getting injured, including our professional athletes. Yeah. And nobody is saying, like, all right, enough's enough. Like, something's got to happen, or else this is going to spiral out of fucking control. Well, it's, exactly. And it's going to get to the point to where we're like, a lot of these people are going to pass away because their main job involves traveling. Yeah. Going from city to city, and that is the exact opposite of what you need to be doing right now. Like, this is the worst COVID has ever been in the United States. And we're talking about starting sports up again with traveling teams. Like, you know how counterproductive that sounds? Well, that's sounds why the bubbles are important. In, the ter- in terms of human life. That's why the bu- the sports well, I, I, I love the yeah, bubble the idea. It's amazing. Good. The NBA, the UFC, yeah, like that's fantastic. I totally NHL, MLS. I, I, the NHL, yeah. Um, that they, like they, they're doing a great job. I think like there are MLS has had a couple people test positive, but nowhere near the MLB. And then NBA has had z- like zero, yeah. and then I just, UFC yeah. has had I think zero. UFC had one, and that was the Masvidal, the guy who Masvidal covered for. That's the only one I heard from uh, in the UFC who had. And it. I'm sure he was quarantined, you know, yet. in the bubble and. Yeah, all that because they got tested like before they left twice on like before they got off the plane type when, when shit they land, while they were there. They, they land to get tested. Like, they 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 were escorted to a hotel room. They locked them in and they test you twice before you got to That's leave crazy. the hotel room. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they're doing it right. But the MLB, I totally understand their plan because it's so hard to get all those people into like one specific mm-hmm. area to play baseball at that stadium, like one specific stadium, but. It's such a risk you're taking, and you're putting not only the players at risk, but the staff members, all of their family. Like, there's people who are going to have to be at the ballpark working there, even though it's limited staff, it's no concession. But there's people who are going to go back to their houses in, you know, all these different cities in St. Louis and Pittsburgh and, you know, Florida, wherever. Hang on, I blanked on where the city is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, like these people are going to have to go back to their families and they're going to bring back whatever germs these players yeah. had and they came into contact with. And it's, are are you willing to risk that to play baseball? That's the question. Some people are. And yes. it, as hard as it is to say no, like I, I think the answer should be no personally, but of course I miss sports and I want sports to be back, which is the other part of it, you know, part of it is like a sort of selfish side of like, I want to watch sports. I want to see sports again. And then the other part of me is like, well, we got basketball fighting soccer. Like, you know, considering that there's an outbreak going on on one of the MLB teams, I think it's best for them to chill out for a little bit longer. You know what I'm saying? Like it it just, you guys, if you want to do spring training, do scrimmages, that'd be great. I think scrimmages would be a great idea for the MLB. Like, the teams get tested, they link up with each other, and they say, hey, we're going to play you for a game series or whatever. And then they go and they do it, they play the series, it gets televised, they do whatever. But it's not necessarily for 
the World Series or for a championship, and it's super highly regulated and it's super highly monitored for COVID. Because I think that's the only way you could do it. Yeah. Well, there's no way you could test those people that much and have a regular season yeah. of baseball. Going well, I on. think it would just take too the much biggest time. Thing I think NBA will be fine. I think NHL will be fine because they have those bubble sites. MLS will be fine because they have the bubble site. I think the biggest thing for baseball is they couldn't find somewhere where there's a group of four fields that are MLB sized. What do you mean? Why couldn't they just play in Afton? Yeah. <laughs> they could have went to Hiney, 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 bro. Yeah. Exactly. Like, so think about Afton, like you said. There's eight fields there. And so like when Joe was talking about it, I was thinking, oh, they couldn't play all the games on one field because there's so many games that have to go on the other day. But if they just had a, a setup where you had, let's say, six fields, not even four fields, four would be enough. I mean, the NBA only has three courts. Like, why? Like, I don't understand. I mean, there's there might not be like a, a specific site, but go to some farmland, and wherever Illinois, some field of dreams type yeah, shit. Exactly. If you build it, it's, it's what UFC fine. did. But buy out this couple thousand acres where you can build a little yeah, resort, build a bunch of fields, and it's going to cost a little bit of money in the head. But then you won't have to worry about them traveling and catching COVID. Your season can go on without even planning. And like buy somewhere in like Wyoming. Exactly. <laughs> Wyoming. Exactly. Is that even a state still? <laughs> How about Montana? Montana? I feel like COVID's not even acres. a thing in Montana. Yeah, there's literally just farmland. Yeah, Joe Rogan well, just moved to Texas. Some, not to bring up that asshole. Buy again, out but. some random place in the middle of the ocean that's a deserted island and level stuff out and then go. Like. Hit fucking dangers into the ocean. That's fine. That'd be cool. Knock out a shark, awesome you win a million dollars. That'd be awesome to see. I'd love to watch that. See a dolphin or a whale jump out of the ocean and catch a baseball. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, like a great white breaches out of the water and eats the baseball. They cover it but in it's chum. Like, but it's like, why risk? For me, baseball specific, specifically, because they're the ones that the only ones without a bubble. Why risk those players traveling all over the nation? Like you said, they're good. The problem is baseball teams aren't even in big like they're all in big cities. Like there's no cities that like are like small towns and so like put them down in like the trip. Right, like St. Louis honestly has to be one of the smaller yeah. cities. Put them down. That a MLB put them team down is in some triple. Like go to Springfield, play in a triple A ballpark. Don't go to the big cities. Hey, where Grizzlies, yeah, exactly. baby? Wait, that's like very small. No, uh, Springfield. There's triple A. That's where the I'm talking about like the Gateway Grizzlies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like that's, under the minors. That's yeah, yeah. That's independent ball. That's under all MLB organizations. That's way like that's below like even single. But, like they can go play in those stadiums, but then those baseball players will just hit dingers every pitch. But some of I mean, they're most most of them are Put regulation the size. Wall. So why fly into those big cities when you can get a flight from here to Indiana from two no name airports where you won't come in contact with really anybody? There's not that many cases. And you go and you fly down to Springfield where there's, I mean, there's people, but there's not anywhere near the number of cases that there are in St. Louis. Yeah. So you're not really risking those players. Like, I understand you want to play in your home field, but at a point where it's like, why don't we just drop down to one of our minor league stadiums that are regulation size Yep. and fly through these small towns? It makes too much sense. I mean, I'm not a politician or I'm not a businessman for the MLB, so I'm, I'm sure there's some reason why, but I don't know. The money... But they're not are making they, money in the stages. Are they, are they making less money? Profits are they making people. less So say your TV, say it gets aired on TV. That's a mill right there from advertisements and everything else. Are you making less money if you're in your home stadium than if you're in some random stadium? No. 
You're making the same amount of money. Except for I know at the yeah, Cardinals. I yeah, I mean, just I know at the Cardinals games you can rent out the AT&T rooftop. You can buy a hundred dollar ticket for all inclusive of the AT&T rooftop. Yeah, but Which then how many people insane. are sitting like, up there? I don't know. This is this is this is me just like asking to the open air. Like, I don't need an answer, but like, when is the last time the MLB has experienced an event like this where they've gone with is like pretty much zero profit compared to what they normally make for this ex- Any this long of a time? There's no time in history where major league sports have been postponed for this long and they've lost this much money. These people are fucking desperate. It's sad because they're desperate they're and they're still desperate. rich. Well, that's what I, I mean. They're 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 desperate. I don't want to get too into this, but they they're desperate to keep up their for their investors and for themselves. Like they don't want to sell their Mercedes. They don't want to sell their six figure, seven figure yeah. house. They want to keep their lifestyle because of this, and they're trying to push play. Where in the end, again, if you do it the right way, I'm not opposed to it. The, if you do the bubble, if you do the proper precautions, you test these people all the time, that, that's fine. But the MLB is either A, going about it wrong just from a logical standpoint, like they don't know what to do, or B, they're being too cheap about it. Like, if you want to have this happen, there has to be major investment done. You have to invest in testing. You have to invest in locations. You have to invest in, like, people coming to take care of your players and, like, all these different types of stuff. And if you are not prepared to shell out a fuck ton of money in hopes that you might get it back, it's not going to work. That's what the UFC did. Now, I'm not saying they put put out all their money, but, dude, they, like, bought an island in the middle of nowhere. because they have that much money in the first place. And built a complex and, like, you know, did their whole thing out there. And, like, that is what needs to be done. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Like, we can't just go back to normal playing baseball in our stadiums and traveling around in the middle of a global pandemic when we have more than 4 million cases in the U.S. It's just stupid and illogical. And unless they come up with something different, like, I truly do not see a baseball season happening at all this year. I've seen some baseball players actually wear a mask in the field, though. Yeah, they do. Some of them do. Yeah, because they're terrified. Did you see Rizzo for the Cubs? They, they don't want to, some of them don't want to fucking be Rizzo there, I one, bet. They're just like, dude, I'd rather be give home out some with my family. Yeah, he's players. a first baseman, and he, like, some guy got that a walk cool. or something, and he gave the guy hand sanitizer when he got the first base. That's cool. What a hero. I'm going to get a tattoo of that guy. But I think going back to what you're saying, Joe, so shelling out that money. So say they go to somewhere and they build four fields with a big complex so the players can stay there. Put in a pool, whatever. What happens to that after they are done with this season They go kind of goes back to normal? Well, why don't they change that to like the... They could make it the new... Well, why don't they make it the home of the Little League World Series? There's a huge hotel there. That'd be cool. So everything's there. There's four fields, which is I think there is at the Little World Series too. I love the. Little so there's a place World to stay. The fields are right there. They can use that to make money. What was that one kid? He's like, my name's Big Al, and I hit dingers <laughs> or something like that. But, but what I'm saying is, but like chubby like they redhead be throwing money at nothing. Like I'm sure they'd find a way to make it a, some sort of beneficial, like something beneficial towards. Oh their, yeah, that could the, be their yeah. event spot. Like, you know, the all-star game, the home run derby, like they could just jack yeah, that place up, make no, it absolutely no. beautiful and use it once a year. No, because the reason they do the all-star game and it's like for any sport is because you bring people, a bunch of people into that city and that city makes a bunch of money. Like it really sure. helps stimulate that economy. 
Think about oh, the yeah. NHL, like the All-Star game for the NHL. Do you know how much money we made as a city for that being there? It's ridiculous. A lot. But we had to spend a lot of money to get there, too. We had to redo our whole stadium and build some, like, there's a lot of stuff that went into it. But it's like, the reason they have those types of games at specific stadiums is because it brings in so much money for that community. True. true. But it would be cool to see, like, the celebrity softball. Like, they could make a celebrity softball league instead of just doing it one one time for the... Like the celebrity NBA yeah, game. instead of just doing it one time a year, go out and use that field and they can fly in for the weekend and play two games and it'd be super fun to watch. Because it's, it's so cool to see, like, big celebrities like that, whether they're baseball players or softball players or rappers or whatever. It's so cool to yeah. see those people in those, that environment where it's lax, they can do whatever they want, joke around, have fun. Like, that's not a way that you normally see them. I paid money to see Quavo try and pitch. I love the yeah. celebrity games. <laughs> I mean, he's a great athlete. I bet he could figure it out. But, like, I don't know. I feel like he hasn't played baseball that much before. I don't know too much about his sport history. But I know he played I think football he did play baseball, and actually. basketball from his songs. I mean, I watch him completely wrong, and he'd absolutely smoke me at pitching. But, you know, I, I think that would be entertaining, definitely, to see, like, or, athletes or like, professional, like, superstars – like, either competing with or, like, you know, getting tips from athletes and like going to a place like that. You know, MLB taking I mean, that's what, that's what that's what Chris Paul does. <laughs> Arbitrary Ramblings podcast. What you say? That's what Chris <laughs> Paul does with his invitational for bowling. He has a professional bowler yeah. coming in and team yeah. up with the celebrities. And he team Terrell Owens and Norm yeah, but Terrell Owens is actually good at bowling, though. And, like, Mookie Betts yeah, is, like, fair. really Mookie, good. Dude, he qualified for a he PBA, like, pro event. Yeah, like he's insane. He has bowling alleys in his house. He's not only an all-star MLB player, but he's also basically a professional bowler whenever he decides to. Like, Imagine being so good at something that you can literally just say, hey, yeah, I'm going to compete in this pro tournament so and try and win too. it. All right? All right. And just like talk to your agent and you're in. Like, you don't even got to try out. Don't do nothing. Like Everyone's just like, hey, Mookie Betts is coming. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And I, I was just thinking while you were talking to is like, what if you just made like a retirement league? Like everyone that's like retired from MLB, like all like the fifty to sixty year olds can come out and just mess around the, and play. Ozzy M- Smith comes out and does a backflip yeah, and breaks the NBA his head. did that. They did the big three thing. They had old basketball players playing in that. It was cool. I don't I'm, know if it's I'm, going I'm, still. Yeah, they do that with hockey too. They bring out like a bunch of the old yeah. players and stuff like at games yeah. and like. These, I mean, these are all just speculations, but it's like I think it would benefit the MLB. Even though they won it, like they already started their season, but I think that a lot of teams are going to come down with it, and I think it'd really benefit if they just put the money up. And they they're smart enough; they'll find some way for that that field to get used and make money off of it. And oh, yeah. it, it'll be a long term investment, and they'll make a bunch of money off it. I guarantee it. Easily. But that's like the big thing that we've been talking <sighs> about is like how do you, like it's got to they got to do something because I they won't go the whole way the way they're doing. I I can see them coming up with something here soon. Yeah, I mean, to. if they don't, the season's over. Like, literally. Yeah. And I, I truly hope that they do come up with something and make something out of it. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of watching baseball, like, I do want it to come back. And I do realize that it's a big part of, you know, like, the spirit. And it definitely, sports coming back has lifted the spirits of tons of people who have been in lockdown and who have been, you know, depressed and anxious and upset. Like, sports definitely have helped. And it's an awesome thing that these companies and agencies 
even though if they're doing it in ways that may seem questionable to us, they're at least trying to do mm-hmm. it and they're trying to, you know, boost morale for the country and boost morale for the players and families and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So shout out to all those guys, everyone playing and everyone involved. Risking their lives for their, their lives well, for our entertainment. And that's, well, that's True. one thing I said, like your mom showed this post about like all the way back to, I think it was like Memorial Day weekend when everybody went down to the Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. And it was like, oh, like all these people aren't, all these people aren't following social distancing guidelines, and like they're all just going out. It's like, at a certain point, like humans, like we crave contact, like we crave like going out and doing stuff. And like I know it doesn't help during a pandemic, which is why this is yeah. such a dangerous. And time. I know it doesn't help during a pandemic, but it's like, I understand, like I understand why people did it. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like, you even see it at the bar. Like we all, like me and Joe, work in food. And the food industry. Like, there's people going out because they miss, like, doing something normal. And it's like, it doesn't help now that it's what? We started this in late... Early February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been five months, six months. It's like... Since we've been on lockdown slash quarantine. People miss, like... I don't know. It's it's so hard to... I don't know how to say it in the right way. I know what you're trying to say, though. They miss human contact. It's so weird to not be back to normal. I, I brought this up before. Attention is the human currency. And when we're sitting in our house alone, doing nothing, we're not getting attention. Even if you have a significant other or animals there, like you eventually get tired you know of those people. You... If you're locked in the same house with someone, even if you love them to death, you eventually get tired of them and need to get out yeah, and get Yeah, you know break. how you get in contact? Video games. <laughs> True. Wrapping the whole episode. Honestly, up. that's that's a big. That's the thing. It's helped me social distance. It it's helped me social distance. Like I get on games and I play. Still. Instead of going and playing basketball with you guys, I play a video game with you guys. And again, Joe Rogan's argument: I'm a lazy piece of shit, and I'm gonna die in ten years from heart failure or something, <laughs> hypertension, whatever. But you know, I it, it it's helping during a crisis like this, and you know that. I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> it was good. But that's the truth, though. That's how some people... That's what I did whenever I was on quarantine for a couple months. Played video games, yep, and it, I still it, got it, my, my, my over-the-internet connection. And I still was socialized, sort of socialized with my friends, but that was good enough for me. Right. Like it, 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 If you're sitting at home, at least try and talk to right. someone. That you don't see And it's day. good to argue with people... Like, it's good to, like, when someone talks shit to you in Valorant and you scream back at them and you say some, like, stupid, dirty stuff that sounds like it came from a Modern Warfare 2 server. <laughs> like, if, if part part of you, like, oh, shit, I needed to get rid of that. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally, it feels like I'm in fourth, fifth grade again. <laughs> Do you guys that's a good, I mean, we brought it all the way around. I think that's a good place to wrap her up. That was good. Do you want to put any closing thoughts? Yeah. I'm, I think I got what I wanted to say all out. That, was, that actually yeah. came together perfectly that was funny <laughs> we sound like we know what we're yeah, doing holy bit. shit only what 18 episodes there. in and we're really starting to come around to this thing number 18 all right we'll figure it out baby. <laughs> can't wait for episode 100 oh, yeah. only 60 i can't do math 80 more 60 <laughs> all right joe do you want to wrap it up or because i got uh, yeah man my thoughts in 100 percent, dude <laughs> merch we gotta we gotta start looking right. at merch that'd be so funny <laughs> Even if it's just us three wearing it, it'd be so funny. I'd see someone walking around with it and be like, "Oh, oh hey, hey, hey! What oh you who said that?" Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll I'll wrap her up here, boys. I know Casey's got to get off here soon. 
thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Arbitrary Ramblings podcast. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Listen to us on there. I'm sorry again about being lax about posting on the SoundCloud. I'm going to get back on that. And it's going to be a spam of all our episodes. will be up in a really short of time. We're going to get caught back up. Yeah, we're going to get caught back up on there and give you guys plenty, plenty, plenty of content to listen to. Uh, and with that, we hope you guys are staying safe, staying well, staying in social distancing, you know, all that fun stuff during these crazy, crazy times and, uh, play some video games, True. you know, get out there, experience, experience the toxicity of adolescent teenage boys yelling at you through and a microphone. Girls. It gives you some character. It'll give you some hair on your chest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And w- with that, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. If you follow this far and we'll see you guys. In the next episode. Bye, guys. All right. The word for this week is uh, space. Comment it. Share it. Do whatever you want. See you guys on our social medias. Thank you so much for, for hanging out this long. Goodbye. See you.